And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. What's up, Warriors fans? It's kind of a special edition. Not necessarily a Warriors Plus Minus podcast. Not necessarily a Warriors All-82 podcast. Warriors last night did lose to the Clippers. They're now 4-4 four and four this season. And it's kind of topsy-turvy early season. But... In the off day in between, we are going to post an interview I did with James Wiseman uh, and his college coach and you know basketball mentor, I would say, Penny Hardaway, for kind of a like denser look at uh, their relationship in the early Wiseman days and the future ahead for Wiseman. I'd go to our website. The story is posted there. You know, I talked to Wiseman, uh, Hardaway, his trainer, some other people around the Warriors, and uh, just kind of give a fuller look. And just kind of where everything is with him, and a lot about you know James's background too. But Warriors fans really haven't heard his voice much. You know, he's such a new figure, even though he's you know emerging as such an important figure for the future of this franchise. Uh, he's new, uh, and you know they know the Steph Curry voice, and and obviously the Draymond Green voice, even like the Clay personality, Steve Kerr, all that. But Wiseman's new, and I and he has some personality to him as a teenager you know he's he's already i think a pretty good quote and really kind of an honest interview which i think will come through some in in this clip of the interview i'm about to play and then penny hardaway look just a just a figure that's known for nba fans for for three decades and a important figure in james wiseman's life so here is i think this is how i'm gonna do it i'm gonna play the penny hardaway interview first probably about eight, nine, ten minutes or so, um, because that's who I talked to first. I talked to Penny, and you can even hear when I'm talking to James that I brought some of the stuff I learned from Penny to James. So I just, sequencing-wise, it makes sense to go Penny first, then James Wiseman. So here you go. This is Penny Hardaway. Have you watched a lot of his kind of first four games? i watched every game, and I've talked to him after every game. What are your, what have, like, what have kind of uh, the lessons you've, you've been trying to impart on him after these games? Well, I just told him his energy needs to always be hot. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. He doesn't need to have low energy. I've seen low energy a couple times. He needs to keep his motor high. No, he's uh, he's been doing really well. That's why I told the person that I was proud of him. But for us, we have certain standards between me and him where we want him to stay. And his level has gone gone down some games energy wise. And he's admitted to that. Like when he's jogging more than actually sprinting. And um, the other thing is rim protector. You know, the Golden State Warriors are desperately needing a rim protector. Anytime somebody goes to the rim, you got to go rim protect. And uh, we talked about that because I've seen him allow, allow guys to go lay the ball up where he should have been athletic and came weak side and blocked it. Yeah. Everything else, he's been doing really well. I told him to understand his personnel, to always watch film and understand who he's playing against the night before and uh, be well prepared on what's going on and don't be shocked by anything. And uh, he's absorbed all of that and taken all of that and it's been, it's been pretty good. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. Like the the Chicago game, he was a little bit lower energy. I know Levine had a couple shots at the rim that he probably could have got over on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but like the one thing I know, you know, talking to all the Warriors coaches behind the scenes, it's like 
even though it is going to be a steep learning curve for him, 19, obviously a lack of experience, he's very willing to learn. Um, and it's, I mean, you seem like the best person to talk to about this because you're probably his number one basketball teacher, really. What have you seen from him in his life about just this kind of, there's a love of the game that sometimes people question in big man that seems to be there. Yeah, well, he wants to be great. You know, he uh, he hadn't always had that, that, that fame. You know, James, when he was in ninth grade, 10th grade, even coming us out this 10th grade year, he was known, but he wasn't like the top player in the country. When he came to Memphis East, he came to a very tough inner city school where guys were really rough, really physical, and that really helped bring the shyness out of him. And when he he already and once that happened, they kind of brought out that animal that he's always needed to to have when he when it's time to compete. If you understand what I'm saying, like yeah, he yeah. he gained that there and got that main streak. And once he got that main streak, man, he always wanted to be the best. Now he had the main streak to kind of carry him through. The rough times. He's still gonna have some tough days because he's so he wants to be perfect, and uh, he knows he can't be. And when he can't be, it'll frustrate him. But um, yeah, that's where he got that from, man. What, how? What lessons over time or different examples could you maybe give of, of, of trying to pull that out of him? Because that is almost, like you said, he's almost, I mean, because he's so nice off the court that yes. um, trying to, almost like it's almost Draymond Green's job to kind of bring that out of him, I think, in the NBA. But but what are lessons over time you've seen of him starting to get that mean streak? Are you guys trying to bring it out of him? Well, our team was really, was really mean. Our team was really physical. We used to like double team every time he got the ball. Knock him to the ground, wouldn't help him up. Uh, every time he did a non-aggressive move, fading away from contact and all that, we'd call him out on it. Tell him you got to be tougher, you got to be meaner, uh, you got to finish around the rim like you really mean it. And it just got to him to where he just took the challenge and was like, you know what? I get what you guys are saying now. And then the light bulb went off one day. And then ever since then, the same guys that used to knock him down, he wouldn't allow him to knock him down anymore. When he, got, when he did get knocked down on the ground, he got back up and then did the same thing over again. He didn't shy away from it. So you can start seeing that at that point. Is he the most athletic person? I mean, like, obviously you played with young Shaq, but just his pure athletic gifts, like, do you compare him to anybody? Nah, he's, on a, he's, in, a, uh, he's in a box on his own. His own. That he's, he's, he's gifted. That's why he's a unicorn. He, his athleticism is, not, is unmatched amongst, like, the guys that I've coached. Does he remind you at all of young Shaq? Uh, no. He doesn't have the meanness that Shaq has all the time. Shaq played with a chip. Shaq always had a plan. And Shaq always knew he was the best. You know what I mean? He always mm-hmm. knew he was the best. James had to come from nothing to something. And he, he carries that chip now. But Shaq has always been chosen one. Even though James is, Shaq has had a different path. He had a military-based uh, stepfather. And that military background helped Shaq. He helped Shaq kind of be tougher. James was raised with women. You know, he had his mom and his sister. So even though they, they kind of babied him and spoiled him, but mm. was firm. You know, it wasn't the same. But What's the, you know, I talked to some of his Miami trainers, you know, after he left you guys at Memphis. He went down there and he's doing track workouts with like NFL linebackers and stuff like that. What are What's some of the most athletic things you've ever seen him do? Because they were just stunned down there at, at some of the stuff he can do. Yeah, no, coming from the free throw line, man, just taking off with one hand. With the Statue of Liberty, Dr. J dunk from the free throw line, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Somebody seven foot to just be doing that effortlessly. I mean, we understand Giannis. Giannis does it. But when James James Wiseman is doing that, you know, that's crazy. He's more like a 
a, a bigger Chris Bosh because he, he weighs, I think he weighs more. But he has that type of ability and skill set. And if, he, if we can even scratch the surface of what Chris did, then Golden State Warriors would be very satisfied to have yeah, he's like five or six from three early in his career. I mean, I know the skill level's there, and I know you know that, but has, has the ease with which he's hitting threes like right away surprised you at all? No, because we changed, we started changing his shot his junior year in high school, his senior year he worked on it, and then his freshman year he worked on it every day. He, he used to have the ball behind his head, and now he has it in front of him, and he worked on that a lot down in Miami. I told him that's one thing that you're going to have to – improve on is your three-point shooting he's always shot threes and now he's more consistent yeah do you have a favorite james wiseman story if people ask you about the worker he is or the person he is do you have a favorite story my favorite story is the first practice where he left the practice crying and this and is the him, high school one? i don't care about you crying you know you're still gonna have to do what i'm asking you to do and then his mother was on my side so he didn't have anywhere to run to <laughs> yeah this would have been high school I, practice yes like ninth yeah. grade you said yeah, he was like, this is hard, because he had come from a very well-known uh, private school called Innsworth. Innsworth is, it looks like Princeton's, Princeton, University of Princeton's campus, Princeton University's campus. It's beautiful. And he came to an inner city school, and there was no baby in, nobody babied him, and those are the stories I love about it, because he had to grow up quickly. Do you remember what he was crying about, maybe just like having a run, or, or maybe Physicality, something? Yeah, the physicality. told that he wasn't doing something properly, you know having to do stuff over that he did if he did if he didn't do it hard enough we made him repeat it no i never went over there uh after we got done with practice i just let him have his space man and yeah. his mom would come back and tell me he came home trying to complain i told him nope what do you what have you seen in the in the year since he's played really you know uh it really seemed like his game grew you know in the year away yeah i have to give credit to that miami who grew down there bunch of guys that really worked with him on his car skills with his um triple threat game with his you know his ball handling and things of that nature because james is really a big man with car skills so they really brought the rest of that out while they were down there for those months these mm-hmm. guys really helped him a lot and really worked with his, on his jump shot did you see the uh coast to coast last night i did but that's what we're used to we're yeah used to seeing that. you sent him a text after the game uh, on that one I haven't watched the game yet. I started okay. watching it this morning, and I told him I was going to call him with a report. I, that's what I'm used to seeing James do that. Yeah. That's him. Sure. You're going to like it the second half he played defensively last night. You know, it was a struggle yes. in the first half, but he was good defensively in the second half. I saw the first – I saw the first – he tried to go block – um, uh, what's the kid's name? He went for a layup, and James got his first foul on uh, the kid that was with the Grizzlies last year. Um, who, uh, Josh, Josh, Josh Jackson. Uh, Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson, yeah. yeah. So that let me know that he came – the first time to relieve, and I could tell he was more alert on coming for block shots. Even the first jump shot that Chicago took, he contested it way better than he's contested any shot all year. So he, he understood, and he told me, Coach, I got you. I got you. And I don't want to tell. I, don't, I know I'm not going to say anything against what Coach Kerr wants. I'm sure Coach Kerr wants him to be alert defensively because that's why they got him. Um, and I'm only going to push what they want. And me and Coach Kerr will stay in touch maybe once a month just to talk about him and talk about you know, what he needs me to help him with with James and vice versa. It's a, it's a group effort, man, to try to get him to be better to help those guys win. Is there any examples you can give me on just his studying of the game? And, you know, because I, I know a lot of young players really struggle with that aspect of, like, actually viewing the game as a job. You know, hey. So I gave him a, I gave him assignments when he was in high school. You had to go watch David Robinson. Come back and tell me what you saw about David Robinson on YouTube. Go watch Shaq. Go watch Dream Elijah One. Go watch Chris Bosh. Go mm-hmm. watch Kevin Garnett. 
and he had to do all of those. Go watch Bill Russell. Watch Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and give, and give me reports on what what you saw and, and how great were they? What, what were their, you know, what what made them do what they do and how did they do it? And how did they run when they rim ran? How did they set screens? How did they the move? So he's, a, he's always been a studier because I used to challenge him on that. Would he bring you like a page document or like how did that work? No, 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 no. Just conversation. Yeah, okay. Conversation cool. on what he saw. I just wanted to know. He's like, Coach, man, they were good. I said, exactly. They were good because they had it on their mind. It was constantly on their mind to be great. And not just offensively. I told him, you're not going to get the ball as much as you did in high school. You got to go out there and, and be the best defensive player in the country. That's what I told him. I said, be the defensive player of the year this year and let your offense come to you. Do you, how steep a growth curve does he, do you think he has in the NBA defensively? Because, like, Man. He, yeah. With Dre, and I, told, I also told him to go get with Dre every day. Mm-hmm. Tell Dre to help him understand what he really, related to Dre, how he feels, and what he's trying to do, and Dre will take it from there. But his ceiling is defensive player of the year um, caliber. Okay, that seems like a pretty good place to kind of cut off the Penny Hardaway interview, shift the podcast over to the James Wiseman interview. Uh, This interview was done between the Portland games that happened uh, earlier in the week where Wiseman had a bad game, won against the Blazers, really during this off day, and I'm actually talking to him in the middle of this off day, um, studied Portland, kind of figured out some things, guarded the pick and roll, and just played much better in that second game. And it was encouraging to the Warriors coaches uh, the way he adjusted and the way he seems to be learning on the fly, getting better from first half to second halves, um, listening. Uh, Draymond Green, and you know, it's up in the story that I wrote on The Athletic. And uh, again, if you really kind of want to dive into the subject, the story is much more in detail than this podcast can be. Uh, but there is a, a, a Draymond Green soundbite within that talking about what he taught in between games to Wiseman. And it was a really uh, detailed, interesting quote that it's eye-opening. Like, oh, yeah, this guy is going to be in Draymond Green defensive school for the next however long, half decade, maybe longer. Who knows? Maybe Draymond sticks around the organization long term. But just a central force in his early defensive development, which clearly Penny Hardaway has told Wiseman to uh, embrace. So, anyway, here is an interview with James Wiseman. Could you actually take me back to to when Penny brought you uh, to Memphis, and, and not the college, but to, for high school? Um, what do you remember about those first practices, your first experience there? Just the grit, the grind, just being competitive every day, playing hard, playing smart, playing together. Yeah. Uh, having to build that chemistry because I was a beginner coming into that team. I was the, really, because I came from a private school going to a public school, so. It was way different in terms of atmosphere, but I just had to just keep learning, keep adapting, just like I am now in the NBA, and just keep learning. So, uh, Penny is a great coach. He's a great guy. He, like, he also taught me a lot, just like about the game, how to approach it. So, just all that stuff plays a role. Yeah, he said, like, uh, your campus at private school, he's like, it was uh, looked like Princeton. Yeah. Yeah. No, really, it did. Was it like uh, designed off Princeton's campus, basically? No, it was was definitely designed off a of college campus. That's, yeah, that's facts. Yeah, <laughs> um, and he said those early days were kind of about introducing you to to the physicality, like you said, kind of the grit. How tough an adjustment was that early on? He he said it seemed like you know early on their lessons with you were beat you know kind of beat you up in practice and and don't let you make excuses that kind of thing. Yeah, they used to beat me up in practice a lot. Um, but I just had to 
well, I mean, I already had mental toughness, but it just, like, increased that just even more, mm-hmm. especially playing in, like, a public school league because, like, you know, everybody is aggressive. Everybody is very competitive. So, that really just, like, grew me to the player that I am today. Made me really, just, like, like, just tough mentally, physically, emotionally. So, Did, Do you remember a specific instance, specific practice where they really kind of did it and, like, you maybe you didn't handle it well in the moment, but you kind of grew from it? I mean, I've always been a person to it. Like, I'm never, like, phased by anything. So, it, like, it really didn't phase me because I knew what they was trying to do. Yeah. So, like, it didn't phase me at all. But I just kept going every day. Just had that perseverance and that determination to just keep going. So, yeah. How much is he on you? Does he re- remain on you about, you know, being physical in the paint? Don't shy away from contact. You know, use your strength and in, in your body to, to kind of, you know, beat guys up in the interior. Yeah, I mean, being physical is is really just like my prowess for for my size and just using that, using my physical frame. So, um, like sometimes before I went to Memphis East, uh, I used to shy away from contact a lot. But like when I got to Memphis East High School, like I just started getting more comfortable with that, and I found myself way more present in different type of plays. Like I got way more buckets because I was physical, you know. So. Just make sure that I be physical like at all times, and uh, like that's one of like my main components of my game. Anyway, so. Is it tough sometimes though? Because because you have the skill level too, you know, where it's like you have the ability to hit a twelve foot fadeaway, you have the ability to hit the jump shot. So sometimes you almost kind of want to show that off. Is it tough to to balance, you know, wanting to show that physicality and also potentially avoiding foul trouble and, and all that? That's actually a great question because. Uh, that's like what I have trouble doing because like I know I can like I'm capable of a knockdown shot but I'm super 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 effective when I go to the basket because either I'm either gonna make an one dunk or I can probably get a foul which that's gonna most likely happen so really I try to balance it out and now since I'm on like the professional level the NBA level it's like kind of more difficult but like as I start to fill it out and, and like balance my game out and it's like being more aggressive, which I've been uh, just being more aggressive my past four games. I feel like I've been doing pretty well. Uh, then, I mean, my game's going to grow from there. So just trying to balance that out. Yeah. Do you try to tell yourself, don't like, don't fall in love with the jumper, even if I hit a couple in a row? Do you have to yeah, come? most definitely not. Because, like, even though I'm capable of making that shot, like, it's way more points to be made if I just go hard to the basket because they either go foul me or I get in one. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so you know, obviously the situation at Memphis happens and uh, you go to Miami to train. What do you remember about that? I talked to, to David Alexander who really, like, you, you were doing like track workouts with NFL guys and stuff like that, right? Yeah. What was that like? It was fun. It's just, it's like, show like the, the tenacious of like a, a professional athlete, if that makes sense. Like, just yeah. super tenacious. They just ready to get after every day because, like, it's a job now. So, like, it's like you have to have that high productivity to just perform every day and just to like always perform at your highest peak so just really just shows that like having that tenacity for your work ethic and just working hard every day shows it's very effective so what were the uh what were the track workouts like with the nfl guys uh, it was fun like we were just getting after it uh, we was actually competing with each other and like it was just fun because it was pre-draft process and uh, I mean, I had fun with mine. Like, even though it was super long, I had fun. I experienced a lot of stuff outside of basketball. Like, I went to the beach. 
uh, I went for a walk in Miami because Miami is freaking beautiful. So yeah, I was just down there just living. But like, on the, yeah. But when it came to like training, I took it seriously, like super. Yeah, serious. yeah. He said that you. I mean, you're like kind of keeping up with these. You know, we're talking Corey Clement. You know, NFL running backs, linebackers, Bruce Irvin. Did you surprise yourself with? I mean, maybe you didn't, but like with the way you were keeping up with, with some of these really grown men. No, nah, because I'm super agile for my size, and uh, I kind of do surprise myself a little bit from here and there. But as I'm starting to know myself, like I know that I'm capable of doing that, and uh, I'd be like surprising a lot of people because they'd be like, "How is he seven one? He can move like that." But I don't know. I, I think it's just just God just blessed me with that gift, and not man, like I'm just blessed to have it. Yeah. So. Was there a specific workout down there, like that you can remember surprising somebody or doing something that even maybe surprised yourself? I think it was like an inversion climber, and uh, it was uh, we had to reach like five hundred feet or something like that. Or like uh, we had to reach like five hundred. So like I went super fast, and I think it was like probably like a hundred or it was two fifty. I don't remember, but it was like under like you gotta make it under like a one minute thirty seconds, or I think like a minute, and like I made it like under that so because I was going super fast that just shows like my work ethic me trying to me wanting to be great and me just wanting to push myself so I push myself to the fucking limit do you remember any of the uh guys saying anything to you like maybe like a Bruce Irvin or somebody being like dude whoa man like you're a 19 year old you know NBA center (laughs) yeah I mean it's crazy because like due to me being like young and stuff and actually being in this moment is truly a blessing but being in this moment is also simultaneously it's a lot of stuff that I have to pick up on if that makes sense like you're 19 coming to the league you're playing against 25 26 year olds that's already been playing the league for 7 years like that's like it's like it's way different so but like it's a blessing to just even start so I'm just trying to take yeah. just like really just take advantage of that so I got two two questions on the Miami stuff remaining. The, what'd you learn about your diet down there? He seemed to think you really came in and were like asking a bunch of questions about diet and kind of like really changed your diet over the last year, right? Yeah, uh, really. Like whatever you consume, you become that. If that makes sense. So yeah. if you eat junk food, then like it show because like you just don't have energy. So I just try to like, if I'm gonna have a cheat day, do it like in moderation. But really, just eat the right stuff so like my body can be intact and everything so I can have self-recovery quicker and that, like, I, that I can really just like perform at my highest peak so I try to make sure I eat right and just like don't eat eat too much like like of junk even though I got high metabolism and I'm still 19 I could like I could do that but yeah I, I, I choose not to so I can just like have like an early development in terms of the diet part what did you cut out and what did you really start to to, to like to eat that's health-wise all right, so back then I used to eat pork a lot, man. You know that pork barbecue is so, it's yeah. so delicious. Memphis too. <laughs> Memphis, right? Yeah. Right, Memphis. But uh, I had to cut that out because, like, I was sluggish, man. I, I was too sluggish, so I had to cut that out. Uh, I eat like free range chicken or something like that, or probably like some turkey or just like some meat that's like very lean, like some veggies and and uh, some fruit and stuff like that. Just just stuff. Uh, like yeah, so. what'd you learn about posture when you were down there? He talked about you know some big guys like to you know hunch over at times and stuff <laughs> like that. It's, it 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 seems like he said they got you really kind of you know standing tall now. Yeah, I got a huge torso. You know, being seven one, like, yeah. I got a huge torso, so it's most definitely hard to like try to sit up straight. So it's 
So, like, I, I ain't gonna lie, sometimes I catch myself doing that, but I just readjust and just make sure I keep my torso straight and uh, just upright, so. Early NBA lessons. Penny was saying he's texting you a lot after different games. Um, what do you, maybe one or two, three things that, that you feel like you've already learned through five games? Man, these players are fucking smart. Sorry for my language. Dude, buddy. you say what you want. The athletic lets uh, cuss words go, so you're all good. These players are fucking smart because they're vets. They played in the league for eight years. So, like, I'm a perfectionist, so, like, if I feel like I had a bad game or something, I get really down. Mm-hmm. So, like, really, my teammates just, like, pick me back up because I just, like, I just be too hard on myself sometimes. That's because I want to be the best I can be. So, um, just, like, the intelligence of the basketball players because, like, they vets. Sometimes, like, y'all don't see it in the game, but, like, in the rebounds, they be hooking me and stuff like that. But that's, like, tricks. Like, uh, other than that, like, other than that, just the physicality of it because, like, you play against grown men. So, most definitely the physicality and just, like, the – I say the, the strategic of the game, like, the players are very strategic and they're very smart. So, yeah, most definitely. What's the smartest thing you've seen done that – on an NBA court that, like, you know, when you're playing pickup, you've never seen something like that. But now that it's, like, really, like, professional stuff. Um, basically, like, last night when I tried, when I guarded um, Dame, he came off the screen, and then I was going full speed because I was trying to block a shot, and then he stopped, like, right in front of my tracks and then draw, then drew a foul, and I was like, how the hell? <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, like it's just like it's just little stuff like that. Like I was going super fast, and he was already in front of me. That he just stopped and got the foul. Like that's mm-hmm. crazy. It's just like little stuff like that. It just like tells you like it just like it's more than just man. It's like it's the smaller details inside the game that just makes everything better. That makes players better, and like it's like the simple details and fundamentals. Yeah, are you having to? You know, you've you've struggled with some foul trouble uh, in the last few games, but I know yeah. part of there want you know th- there's a need to be more physical. How are you trying to balance that, and how tough has that been? Yeah, uh, that's like that's another part of me being frustrated because like I feel like I feel like I could play more if I just stay out of foul trouble early because I like the last three games I got a, like I was in foul trouble. The first two games I played really well, but the last three games was like kind of like a learning curve because I was. Because, like, I was getting in foul trouble too early. So I feel like once I just start, just just become more aware and become more knowledgeable of that, which I am. And, like, that just takes, like, experience and repetition. Then mm-hmm. uh, I'll be fine. But yeah. I'm not even tripping about that. I'm just, uh, like, just trying to get better every day yeah. and just ask questions. So On the different things they're working with you, I know they're using, like, weighted ball and they're throwing, like, fastball passes at you to, you know, because, I mean, that's part of the league, right? I know you caught one of them from Steph last night that was, like, a very tight window, like, fastball, essentially. What kind of stuff are you working on behind the scenes with those two on stuff like that? Just really just high ball screens, um, just just DHOs, different types of um, offensive schemes that I can get my buckets on. But uh, in terms of that, just doing like a lot of multiple actions, DHOs, just trying to figure out like just just trying to um, preview the reads. So like in the game, I know like how to read this play, how to read that play, like how to go for the slip or uh, or uh, how to fade out, and just like different stuff like that. So just really the reads, the offensive schemes of the game, and just really just the defensive part. Uh, we do like a lot of verticality drills, and so mm-hmm. just trying to become more knowledgeable of that. How about? The, that uh, that catch in the weighted ball and and, and the idea of, of you know 
catches off the rim on rebounds and those tight window passes and having to do all that while, you know, you mentioned that the strategy of the game, having to think the NBA game while also, hey, oh, there's a fastball coming at me here. What's the, your adjustment been like to that? Yeah, that's the same. I mean, that was a great question as well. Like, just like having to think the game, but also like it's just going full speed. <laughs> like, it's yeah. crazy. But I'm only 19 years old and I'm going to learn all this stuff. It's like it's already picking up super fast, so I'm gonna get it real soon. Yeah, and uh, everything is gonna be good. I just gotta keep my head up and just like even if like I feel like I'm not playing as well, like it's still a lot more games ahead. So and this is a long journey, so I'm just trying to just just get better, be the just just be the best I can be, and just keep learning. So that's something I can do. Your favorite play that you've made so far, and then uh, the play that it still frustrates you today that you didn't make so far through what five games the play that frustrates me is first is last night when I faced up on Harry Giles and then I took that hook shot I could have just went through his shoulder and dunked that mm-hmm. but like I but like I watch film and like I see like the different type of scenes I can get or I could do like a multiple action let Steph and uh, Dre do split cuts and I could have hit him for a pass and like just a lot of different uh, actions that I'm learning from and like the best play I did was uh, versus Detroit when I got the block and then I took it all the way down the court coast to coast and did the Euro step deducted that was like one of the best highlights Yeah. and uh, the other one was like the snatch block against Milwaukee too that was a mm-hmm. that was that was sick. That was crazy. On on the Detroit play, did you? I mean, you know you can do that. You've done it, I'm sure, hundreds of times. Um, but doing it on an NBA court, where like when you dunk that, were you like, "Ooh, okay, I can do that on an NBA court." I ain't gonna lie. That was like that was super fun. Like when I did that, that was fun. And like when I dunked it, yeah, just like what you said, I was like, "Oh shit, I can do this on the NBA court." So I'm good now. Yeah, I got. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, but yeah, that was hey, that was dope though. Like I just man got the block, ran down the court, passed to me. Then I just went coast to coast and did the Euro step. But all that stuff I just been doing like for a while. I just never was, was like able to show it. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.